Welcome to Sober Company. My name is Lacey. My name is Nick. And today we are welcoming our friend Nicole, our sober, curious friend, Nicole. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So we're basically here to talk to you about the sober, curious experience since we've already covered, you know, Nick and I's extensively our experience in active addiction and recovery. Yeah. We've had our friends in recovery come on. We've also had people talk about their experience as a loved one of somebody in addiction or, or recovery. And so now we'd love to get your perspective on kind of experiencing alcohol in one way and then getting some distance from it and making choices about it, you know, not from a need to situation. Like you had an experience with alcohol and then for your own kind of reasons, uh, step back from it, but not necessarily because of addiction. Like you had to. Yeah. Right. Cause we both like identify, I guess as addicts. And then the more and more we do this, you meet people who are just like, well, I don't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Not for because like I have to, right? you know, it's, I can definitely hang out with people and not have drinks like and I've gone long sort of like stints without yeah. drinking and yeah. it's always been a, a good situation it's been a good experience mm -hmm. but there are three different sort of distinct moments experiences yeah. of yours yeah. well can we can I ask you just about kind of your general history with alcohol like what it like how it kind of um was part of your understanding growing up and part of your life and kind of, you know, a little bit of history, just some context, you know, to kind of yeah shape the rest of it. So I, I have two parents who are very heavy drinkers. Yeah. And so when I was growing up, alcohol was like always in the house. They would drink in front of us. They would, I was like talking to Nick and I was telling him like my first drink was a drink that my dad made for me at my sister's wedding and it was like a whiskey sour. Oh my and gosh. I remember. Wait, how old were you? I was like, I, I have to have been like 13 or 14. Oh yeah, that's like pretty that. young. Yeah. And I just remember I, I thought it was so, I thought it was good. It was really strong, but I was sitting down and I had maybe two of them. And oh, when I got up, I, I like kind of fell out of the chair oh, and it was man. like this like funny kind of moment between like my family. They're like laughing at me, but. I feel like it was like the first experience of alcohol and me kind of like, like clumsily, like leaving the scene yeah. <laughs> because it was too much, but it was never, it was never like a weird thing. Like I just was so used to people having like alcohol in all sorts of forms. So my dad was like a big, like whiskey drinker. So for a really long, a really long time, I always ordered like a whiskey soda or something. Uh -huh. Cause I just like my dad, that's my dad's drink. And it's like a cool drink. And yeah. I remember for a while, like, guys would be like that's so cool that you drink whiskey because yeah. girls always drink vodka soda same, <laughs> yeah. same. Lacey did that too yeah yeah so yeah. I just thought it was like a cool like I'm like I'm the cool girl I drink whiskey like my dad yeah. yeah um and my mom was like a big wine person so there was always bottles of wine would you yeah would you think it was like largely a positive thing or what kind like did it have a feeling to you in general I didn't feel anything I didn't think anything of it yeah. for a while and now like as an adult when I think about how much they drink and how much they still drink I think it's like something to I'm very aware of it like it yeah. doesn't mm. seem like a relaxed quantity it seems like almost like it has to happen for them like right yeah. like right. they needed it for like dinners or they just like I, I've never been the person who like wants to have like a bottle of wine before bed but my mom was that kind of person right I think that maybe it was too much, but yeah. I didn't think that then. Right. I wasn't aware of that being a problem. Like a, 
un, like an abnormal thing. Right, right, right. And so what, like when you were maybe in college or what was your kind of... College for me was tricky because I worked full time and then went to school at night. And it was a situation that was very stressful for me. So for three, four years, I was very like work, school, work, school. And I Mm -hmm. didn't really hang out. And all of my friends went away to school. I'm from New York. I was born here. And it's very rare to be like a native New Yorker. So I had all these friends who had, they went to like Purchase College and like SUNY and a lot of state schools, but they got to go live in the woods and party. Mm -hmm. And I was in the city, like in the big city with my internships and all my jobs. And so I just was working, working, working. And I didn't get that kind of playful college experience that a lot of people got Mm -hmm. I started drinking more and like partying more when my friends got back Uh, so my friends got back like 22 23 and I finally finished up school and then that was when I did all my partying and I kind of yeah I kind of part I rode that wave for like five years straight and it was it was not the best but I also just feel like I had all this pent up like I didn't get to do this I didn't get to do that yeah and so I was like definitely going out all the time yeah, I. But that's like, when I partied the most, too. Yeah, but I think that time period, it just seems normal that everyone's doing that at that time, right? I mean, it doesn't have it did to be. Me. It yeah. doesn't have to be that way, but I think that's what, I mean, I... Our experience, yeah. it just, like, it, just speaking for me, it just seemed, like, normal. Well, my friends could keep up with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, I think people who don't necessarily have addiction, a lot of their heaviest use is in your early 20s, you know? Yeah. I think that's just part of our American cultural experience. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know? So you've been like partying in your twenties. Partying in my twenties. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned there's like three phases yeah. to it. So like, when did this first phase of like, Oh, maybe I don't need to party and drink all the time. So that, maybe. that didn't happen until my thirties. So okay. I, I kept partying in my twenties. Yeah. I just kept partying. But I, there was, I think it was just 2016. Mm-hmm. And I, probably a buildup of like just not really caring much about my body and like the way that I care now or I watch what I eat and I like make sure I know how much I'm drinking and things mm-hmm. like that but I'd gone traveling abroad for a little bit and when I got back I went to the doctor just for like a regular checkup and he was like your blood sugar is really high um. and you're in the pre-diabetic range and I completely was like what Uh (laughs) like and it it was this case where my insides were like not doing well but outside you like you couldn't tell that from like looking at me and so I that was like kind of a bit of like a wake-up call like I'm not treating myself well at all and this was in September ish and I thought like I'm just gonna take the rest of this year off and I'm not gonna drink and it was an interesting choice for me because it was right before the holidays mm. when everyone's drinking, mm-hmm. when all the parties are happening, yeah. and everyone's like inviting you to the best things ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not drinking. <laughs> and I was very firm about it too. Yeah. Like I didn't cave once. I didn't have any drinks during any holidays. I had a holiday party at my house and wow. everyone was drinking and I was like, bring the wine. I'm not having any. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is. Yeah. <laughs> I had pictures from this party. I was the happiest person. I was not. I didn't have a drink. I had like seltzer. So what was your mindset? I guess you're saying you had this like health scare. Yeah. But just being in the moment where you never like, oh, maybe I'll like. No, because I think the first, I think I cared more about not being in this, not, not going towards like the deep end of not, of my health being 
like in jeopardy. Yeah. And so to me, that was the most important thing to be careful for. So I feel like I had this very specific vision of like, get out of that, you know, don't go further down that path. And I'm a big, I like hosting. So mm -hmm. to me, it wasn't about the drinking. I just like to be around people who are having a good time. Yeah. And all of my friends are super oh. supportive of it. So it was just great to be able to give them an environment and then right. I just watched them. And then yeah. so when like, they were like, like the quality of hanging out wasn't any different. No, like, I, no, for me, I'm like, I don't, I think I wake up and I'm like, ready to like, let's go. Like what's, what's happening? <laughs> like it's just, I'm like such an extrovert, like such a host and a partier, like in the sense of like, I just want to be, it's just about energy for me. Yeah. And it also felt kind of great to feel so good in a time when people are like, I'm hungover. I can't oh, yeah. go out. That's the like, best <laughs> well, we just went through that whole Christmas period. Yeah. I was and it was fine. like the best, like not drinking. It's called moral like, superiority. It's just <laughs> it called being really like good. not, it wasn't even a moral thing. It was just a physical thing. Like I'm not hungover. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. it is kind of funny to be on those group chats and people are like, I feel terrible. And I was like, I just ran outside. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I don't feel bad at all. Yeah. But like, sorry. Hope, hope you still come to my next party. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the more you read about it, the more you find out how bad alcohol is for you. Like mm -hmm. that whole like wine is good for you because of antioxidants is total bullshit because the stuff that it gives you is totally taken away by the amount of work your body has to do to make up for the fact that you're drinking ethanol. Right. You know, it, 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 it's terrible for you. And that's why you have hangovers is because it, it, it forces your body to do a lot of things it's not supposed to be doing. I'm still like shocked at your, like you were just like, whatever, I'm just going to have parties yeah. and do everything. Cause for me, it was like the hardest thing to be like, right. I can't hang out with people if I'm not drinking. Right. Like, it yeah, was so wrapped up in my personality yeah. being like, I'm the fun person when I'm drinking. And like, I don't even know who I am when I'm not drinking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't miss it. I like, wow. Props I, to you. That's awesome. <laughs> but I also, I don't know if yeah. it had anything to do with the fact that I knew that it was a temporary thing. Oh, like, yeah. I, so to me, it, it never, oh. like that could have been an element. Cause I knew I was like, okay. January I could and I didn't but I was like January I could drink like my three months of yeah. detox mm -hmm. would be over that's a good point and yeah. so I kind of had this this is a temporary moment and just it was almost like pass the test like yeah like see if I can do this see if I can I do this that's actually a nice way to look at it it's a lot more gentler than being like I can never do this ever again in my entire life you know yeah I did that in early recovery I wouldn't when people ask is this forever I would say I'm not saying any I'm not saying that like now yeah. I, I'm comfortable saying yes it's forever I don't need it in my life I also did that too and like the you know my sponsor would be like well I guess you just need to go experiment some more and then I conduct some experiments and I'm like oh yeah this shit is like fucking <laughs> up my life kill me. <laughs> <Conduct some experiments. laughs> yeah but I was like yeah I'm a scientist let me go to the bar <laughs> well yeah I mean it's clear that you don't have a problem with alcohol because of just that experience alone would have like been absolutely miserable for me right so yeah. But so in January, though, you didn't drink didn't, again because so, you were just like, what? Well, like, so in January that year, I decided I wanted to like get back on dating apps, which I've had this like on them, off them, on them, yeah. off them, like all, like most people in New York. And I, I got on dating apps, but at the same time, I decided I wanted to freeze my eggs. 
and you can drink in this process. Like mm-hmm. you, if you go through this process, you can, they, they don't really tell you not to do anything other than you're not supposed to exercise as much, um, okay. just cause you're like full of hormones. But yeah. I kind of thought like, I don't want to ha- go back to drinking and then maybe be hungover and feel bad and have the combination of like these drugs in my body yeah. and then also recovering from hangovers and like, or just drinking and not feeling good. So I decided to not drink further. I was like, mm. just don't drink in January when mm-hmm. you're going through this egg freezing process. Mm-hmm. And I started dating a guy that I really liked and he was super supportive of me not drinking. He, he was like, sure, we'll get mocktails. I didn't tell him I was freezing my Okay, eyes. I was wondering. <laughs> because <laughs> like I thought that would be thing. weird. I was like, it'll be less weird to just be like, I just don't want to drink. But <laughs> I just kind of was like, I can't drink right now. And he probably thought I had like a UTI or something. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I, I bet like, you like, he did know. not go there. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He's like, whatever. He didn't He didn't care. Yeah. Um, But it was an interesting process to like go on dates with somebody without that like our dates weren't about drinking yeah we would do activities we would like go bowling and we'd so we were doing all these fun things that i really and he liked. didn't drink either on the day he drank but yeah, i did. didn't oh, drink. okay and it, it was it was nice to like for me as somebody who's used to drinking on dates it was nice to not yeah yeah and and, and it was also a great experience because i know that this isn't always the experience but it was nice to not be sort of like questioned by it like my choice of not drinking like what, was, yeah. So what? Do, so he never asked you why. No. That's so maybe he just didn't like me enough. Like I don't know. He didn't ask me. Well, yeah. I'm that's like, really interesting. And so, why did you like not drinking on dates? Like what? What? Yeah. I liked that when I left the date, I knew that I was. I liked him. Like yeah. I knew. Like it was very clear. Like I wasn't. I didn't wake up the next day being like, I wonder if that was just the alcohol. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I could tell like, oh, we actually had a moment. I felt like I connected or yeah. I wasn't questioning my feelings because there wasn't some other layer of a thing happening, right. which could be like, oh, you, cause I've had in the past where you, you go on dates and you're drinking and you're like, your memory of what the date was is you're trying to like think about, mm. did that actually happen? Was right. it in my head? Right. Did we have that moment? Right. Or I'll talk about something and get this nervous chatter and then I don't know what I said (laughs) (laughs) and so that to me I was like there was none of that like I had very clear conversations and then I could recall what I what we talked about very clearly Uh uh-huh but sometimes when you're drinking you I'll say things and I'll be like wait what did I say (laughs) yeah no totally I remember that and obviously and not to get super serious but consent is very clear if you haven't had any drinks then consent is consent you know right yeah so did you date that guy for a long time I don't know it was a month a long time no <laughs> <laughs> it was about a month okay so when did you start drinking again or like bring it back into your life after that period of time I think like yeah after I froze my eggs I'd started drinking again um and I but not as much as I drank right. in my twen- in my 20s at all right and so I think till this day like it's for me it's like I can go like a week or two weeks without having a drink or something mm-hmm. like that. And I can go to a party and not have a drink. And it and it's it definitely a shift from like how I used to drink. So it's almost like this so the sober curious, like, but just not I just don't think about it as much. And yeah. I don't think about it as being the first option. Yeah. I don't know if that's like but the, before that's so you cool. took the break, that was like your go to option. Yeah. Before yeah. you take the break, you walk straight in the bar and you get like a 
an whiskey ass. sour or yeah. vodka soda or like yeah, whatever yeah. your drink like, is. You don't and even it's like, think about yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, hey, get me this drink like to your friend. And now I can go into a bar and not do that and yeah. wait around and be like, do I even want one tonight? It, it adds mindfulness to it. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes you, you, yeah, there's that decision making that happens. Like, why, why am I, why do I want to drink right now even too? Right. Some of it, I think, in the twenties for sure is like you want to fit in. Like everyone's yes. drinking, you yeah. want to do it yes. because like that's what that's what the, the crew is doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you kind of just go with it, whether or not. And I mean, there are nights where you like maybe you drank the night before and you're doing like two nights in a row. My body can't do that now, so that's like not even. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. feel good, and I can't do that. But when I do go out with friends, and I have friends who drink, and and I can. We'll go out and I'll be like, do I even want one? Like, do I, is this something that I want to do with my night? Yeah. And I think that that's a big change that's happening. I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, yeah, when I was like a kid and you're like, whatever, 15, you go over to people's houses and you're like, what are we going to do tonight? Like, we're going to go out and like, you know, light firecrackers or play whatever it is. Activities. Yeah. Activities or play a board game or something like that. And then when you turn 21, it's just the default is just like, well, we're drinking. Even if we're playing a board game. There's Everyone's like, going to be drinking. It's like doing board games it. Do you know with what I mean? like a drinking element. Yeah, yeah. So everything is like tinged by this or drink weed. element. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a very strange. It's a very strange feeling to be like, oh, I actually don't need to do that. You know, like the color of experiences is what it is. You know, it's a different yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So what was your other experience with experimenting with not drinking? So last year. I went back on dating apps yeah, and I went out on a date with a guy who he's an, he was an Italian guy yeah, and he was very nice. And we went to a bar and he ordered two drinks. It was, I think they were whiskey based sort of drinks uh-huh. and they were cocktails and he ordered one for himself. And then I had one and he had took a sip of it. Like I remember him taking a sip of it, but like about 30 minutes in the conversation, I had finished my drink and mm-hmm. I noticed that he didn't finish his. And so I was like, is your drink bad? Like, yeah. what, like what's happening? Like, should we get you a new one? And he, he says, I don't drink. <laughs> okay. And I was kind of like, that's interesting. And I, I would, I was like, why did you order a drink if you don't drink? Yeah. Like that was the only question I asked. Cause it was the only question I felt comfortable asking. I was like, why did you order a drink? Well, that's just like drink? a normal question. Yeah. Right? I was like, like why, yeah. why did you get it? <laughs> and he was just like, that's just what you do on a date. It's true. I and mean, then, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and, and then I was like, oh, but we don't have to like, we, right. And but when you set up the date was like, let's go grab drinks. He, he's. I, I can't, I wish I remembered what this chat was. I don't have it anymore, but it probably was like, let's, let's hang out. Let's grab a drink or something. And yeah. I, but I'm not sure I could have said, let's grab you, a drink yeah, and yeah, maybe he sure. would with it, but yeah. I don't know how right. that, I, there's for sure like circumstances where like, yeah, people are like, that's the default option. I think because it's also a smart thing when you're meeting so many people as you do on the apps to be like, I want a low stakes situation that I can bounce out of. Right. Yeah. Instead of like getting dinner or doing some more like, you know, extensive thing. Right. Yeah. And so I went on a couple of dates with this guy, a few, I would say several, I don't know if we're going to count. And I didn't drink when, cause he didn't drink. And I was like, we don't have to do this. So we went ice skating one day oh. and it was like, I had lots of really cute dates that had nothing to do with drinking. Yeah. And it, and it was, it was just really nice, but I don't know if you, you want to talk about like, yeah, the, like, so like how, cause it, 
I like slept with this guy and uh-huh. it was like, so my first experience with like sober sex in, oh, in a yeah. non, without really knowing the yes. person really well. Yes. Cause I've, I've had long-term boyfriends or that's a thing. Good yeah. And I was like used to it. But to me, this was like, I felt so vulnerable and so hesitant because yeah. I was like, we're going <laughs> to, this is going to be like really weird. And the thing I learned is that it wasn't. And I, I was like, yeah. I really liked it. And oh, I was good. like, yeah. And it was just like, but it was my first time being like, I'm act. I mean, I'm in my thirties and I'm having my first like dating experience as a guy that I, I, I'm just getting to know and uh-huh. we're not going to be drinking. Like it was very different. Yeah. And, and it ended up being such a positive thing. I mean, I didn't end up dating this guy like yeah. for a long time, but I think it was a nice thing to think of like your first time with a guy like uh-huh. that you're that you're into doesn't have to be after you've had four drinks. Yeah, no. And I think I mean we've talked about it. It if you're it makes it forces you to be more present, mm-hmm. you know, in the situation. And that that can bring up awkwardness and you know, you may want the lights down completely the first time, whatever. Like it just it pulls you into the present more. You can't kind of avoid all the other stuff that comes along with it especially for the first time yeah I was like am I really doing this good for you you get a badge you get like a gold badge I remember that and I just thought like wow this is just nicer like it just felt like a nicer experience than the one that I'm used to with dating and drinking yeah because sometimes you're just like oh did I really like I, I feel like I beat myself up more when I date and then drinking's involved and then yeah I feel like I guess I guess this is just happening and this is gonna do like yeah. and and or it doesn't feel as special somehow because yeah with that moment even though it was very awkward in me leading up to it because the actual experience wasn't awkward it uh-huh. was just like the whole getting in my head about it was awkward yeah. and stressful yeah then when it finally happened I was like oh this is actually really nice that's great <laughs> like, yeah. that's great yeah and then I was like how do I convince my future partners to not like I don't know I just I thought like wow this doesn't have to be a factor and it was it was really nice to to just kind of decide for myself that like that doesn't have to be a factor in your first experience with someone totally and I think I mean you can ask your future partners you know you can just say like I guess it's important to me to be clear-headed. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. strong statement, right? You should just uh, date guys who don't drink. There yeah, you go. yeah. Then I, this is like a given. I'm like, this is great. We know, <laughs> we know, we know a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, did you ever ask him why, like what his deal was with drinking? I didn't. That's so interesting. And I think... I guess does it matter to you? I guess it, some- it didn't matter to me, but I never asked because I didn't want to... Like I didn't want, it was such a new thing and I didn't want to accidentally offend him somehow or I was kind of just overwhelmed with like saying the wrong thing or uh, being like, I didn't, I just never wanted to. What's the wrong thing? To I, say? That's what I don't know. I just like didn't know. I, I think I've probably had the wrong thing said. Let me think about that. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's more, I think it's tone and okay. like kindness and if it's like a, if it's coming from a place of like curiosity, like I want to learn more about you yeah. or if it's more like, yeah, why are yeah. you not doing that's so, weird That's weird or something? I didn't you know? want to put him on the spot and I just never felt like there was a moment where I, like, where I wasn't like putting him on the spot somehow or making him talk about something that he wasn't ready to. And I, I guess yeah. I was waiting for him to like tell, tell me you. why instead yeah. of me asking and it never got to that point. So I never learned, but 
Yeah. And I think it's having the language, for instance, like if you had the language of like, if you're used to saying things like, are you in recovery or are you doing it for other reasons? You know, yeah. like yeah. Just saying It's that. also like the person too, because somebody, some people ask me that all the time, you know, and I wouldn't say the real reason. I would say I'm even in meditation. You've been on a few dates with somebody? Uh, Yeah. Oh God. Like, because I would know, because for me, it was like a real struggle. I wasn't like you that I was like, yeah, I know this is the problem and I know this is the solution. Right. You know what I mean? I was still struggling with even like these labels of alcoholism and I don't necessarily believe that and right. like recovery stuff. I don't necessarily believe that. I just think it's like whatever it, it was, you know, so I was confused about it myself. So how am I even supposed to explain it to yeah. another person that I don't even know that well about this thing that I don't even know? About, That's true. You know? That's true. And he may have been in that, the guy you're dating may have been in that point of time especially since he ordered that drink you know yeah like, yeah we don't know what's going on but it took me such a long time to get to the point i think it was just recently when we started doing the podcast that i was actually like open about it right. i started talking about it with people right. i think even pre this podcast time which wasn't that long ago i wouldn't tell people jack shit you know what i mean yeah people ask me and i would say i'm in recovery but that was i did well we've talked about this before but in the beginning i said oh i'm irish so I don't drink, <laughs> which is kind of, I mean, it's true, but yeah. it's not, it's not the best way of saying that. And right. it's also like fucked up to lean on my, the hair, the stereotype of my, my heritage. And then it was, if they asked, I was in recovery, that I'm in recovery. And now I just first date, get it out. Yeah. I just say, oh, and I'm in recovery. Like, it's also like a huge part of my life. So if yeah, I'm not for sure. telling yeah. somebody about it. They're going to find out eventually. But it's also like. I have nothing to talk about because it's not that I only talk about my recovery on dates. It's just part of who I am and super important to me. And, you know, I'm doing a lot in my life with it. So they're not learning anything about me if I don't tell them now. I still like saying I'm Buddhist. But even now, like when I say I'm Buddhist, <laughs> then I like get like weird, like religious vibes for people. Because right. it's like, ooh, that's a cult. So even now I don't even say Buddhist. I say I'm a Dharma practitioner. And they're like, I don't, even know, I don't even know what the fuck that means. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means either. So Nobody, you knows. No, you Nobody knows. <laughs> you don't tell people in your recovery when they ask? I do. Well, I, I mean, I do if they ask, but I don't voluntarily like come out. And, you know, frankly, like the people I've been going out on dates with now, I say I don't drink and they're also like, I don't drink either, you know? Oh. So it doesn't, you and know. And that's just a coincidence? So, or, or No, they, no, no. That's oh. like more on purpose because like I've been on my profile oh, okay. being like, I yeah. don't drink alcohol. Yeah. So either the people like going into the date, they know I don't drink. So either they'll ask me pre beforehand, like why you don't drink, you know? And I'll say, well... I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, so I had to stop, you know? So that's basically what I say. I don't actually even say I'm in recovery. I said I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, and I had to stop. I still have some baggage with recovery, obviously. With the uh, word? Yeah. Yeah, I'm free and clear. I love it. Yeah. But, you know, that's my path, and, like, I think I'm becoming more comfortable with it, especially since our group is called Dharma Recovery, and... Our group is called Recovery Dharma. I think, I don't know. I think this whole term like recovery, it's kind of like, what am I recovering? Like this self that I was before. I think it's a soft, happened. gentle term for addiction recovery. I don't know. Like it's just like a socially acceptable, nice way of putting it. Yeah. I don't, that's, that's like it's use for me. It's right. Like a usage. But I think like when you even say that term, it connotates like whatever it is that society has put on that term. 
right? So when you say like, oh, I'm in recovery to a person, they automatically have some, and this is just my own like whatever fear and, you know, neuroticism over that. But I'm like, oh, this person thinks I'm like recovery and recovery is like this AA thing. And like, this is, they already have this picture in their mind of who I am just from me saying one word, you know, because that word is so loaded. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, there's recovery and I don't do recovery the same way that like other people do recovery. You know, so I think maybe that's like why this I is say like that becoming so, like what when I say I'm a recovery, I'm like, but I don't do 12 step, you know, like I, you know, Buddhism is part of my path. I, I like I give it like a larger context. Yeah, but I do say I'm part of a Buddhist group and it's recovery focused. So yeah. I, I work with addicts and I'm an addict. OK, anyway, sorry, we took over there. No, <laughs> I had to like, ther- this is like my free therapy. Yeah. This podcast is really just free therapy for me because I refuse yeah. to see a therapist. Yep. You refuse? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, I'm open to seeing a therapist, but I had a really good therapist in San Francisco. And then when I moved to New York, you just didn't, I just, it is a lot of work one. to find one that it's fits. so much work. It's a yeah. Lot of, it's like a dating, but you're yeah, trying, it's to find, like dating. trying to find a match and you're like, especially stressful if you're actually trying to date and then you're like trying to find a therapist at the same time. Dude, I have no time for anything, yeah. you know? But I would say therapy is probably like the most important thing to make time for. That's my personal opinion. I just I w- don't see the big benefit of it. I feel like I get a benefit out of like a lot of things I'm doing already. But. I used to feel that way. And I think I was just seeing the wrong therapist, to be honest. Ooh. Like I, and I have a therapist that I've, been seeing for a while and when I think about it I'm like it's been like two years or maybe longer but I think I'd be way more anxious and it's a subtle it's I think I I notice when I skip weeks yeah and I don't talk to her about what's going on she also will make connections to things and I will be yep. like you remember that I said that two years ago <laughs> oh, really? yeah yep. and she like waits to you know and then it keeps me there because yeah. I remember once I was like just ready to I was like ready to break up with her and I have this thing of pushing people out when they just kind of piss me off uh-huh. and I was talking to her and she said my tone was too aggressive and I seemed like I was yelling at her oh. and I was like well we shouldn't talk anymore oh, wow. <laughs> and like and I kind of was like ready to say no and then she didn't listen to me and was like, well, I'll see you next week. <laughs> and was like, was like, she knows my behavior. Yeah. And so she didn't let me break up with her. And I was like, well, okay, I'll be back. <laughs> but I think only somebody who like has, knows, has knows my problem of me just shutting people out when I just get frustrated. Mm-hmm. She was like, you can't do that to me. I'll see you next week. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's awesome. No, well, I think. I do. Well, so I did clear some time in my schedule. And after this class is over, okay. that I'm taking. Um, yeah. And so I did fish out your email that you oh, sent good. me like two years ago, whenever yeah. it was. Yeah. And I emailed the person in there, but they responded and said, like, my practice is full. So Okay. They'll, I, they'll I can call, help you. They'll call you back. Find more. You're, you're probably on a wait list. Somebody will drop out and then and they'll say, I have a spot. It happens. Oh, maybe. We can find you a therapist. Cool. If you want my I'm help. I'm looking forward to if that. If you're accepting my help. <laughs> I do, like, when it comes to relationship stuff, like, I've noticed a pattern and I'm getting, like, stuck and... You you know, I, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting stuck with this thing that's a pattern in my life, and like, yeah, I recognize that I need to like you know talk to a professional. Maybe like you were saying, like just get like a, a viewpoint that's not my friends and whoever. I just know? think we all have trauma responses from things, and maybe your 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 response with people who kind of like you just you have a disagreement and you're like you're out. You know, I don't want to hear it. 
that's a trauma response. You experience something and it's your way of protecting yourself, right? So you have trauma responses from relationships and it's fucking up other parts of your life, you know? So you don't want... you. <laughs> You don't want those other fucked up things to happen. For sure. You don't, that trauma response just needs to be taken care of. It's, it's just looking at these responses that are causing just, you know, harm in other parts of your life. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. So I'm open to it. And right. I guess we this podcast. it on tape. <laughs> I thought this I, podcast was going to solve all my problems. Obviously That's basically not. Like, like Lacey's my therapist. <laughs> That's basically what you're saying. Kind of. Yeah. I think the harder, the hardest part for me about therapy was the beginning of like, you have to, they have to know you. They need to understand your past. And there's a lot of conversations or a lot of talking you do in the beginning. And you're like, why am I talking about, I don't want to talk. Because for me, a lot of it, I don't want to talk about. So yeah. my therapist is always like, I can't help you if you don't tell me anything. And then I just sit there twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess the session's over. I guess that's it. <laughs> but I think... It is helpful, but it, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's tough to... It's hard work. It's tough, yeah. But there's all these expressions. The only way you can't get, you have to go through something, you can't go around it, you know, yeah. you, the, the thing that's in your way will become the way. There's all these expressions that are absolutely true for a reason, and it's like you have to do the hard work to get to the good shit, you know, to get to the other side where all of these, like rainbows are you know stuff beyond your wildest dreams cool i'm excited yeah, yeah. sorry for taking us on like a fucking way far this out detour it's an intervention this is like yeah <laughs> thank you nicole for being here for us for this this moment um yeah. and it's also good for him to hear it from somebody else because i'm saying like, it a lot yeah yeah cool Okay, we can talk about something else now because uh-huh. we were talking about how do you oh, how do you oh. ask somebody yes so for someone like me that if I decided to date somebody who does not drink yeah, again, well, how would you recommend I ask that? Or like, is there a good time to ask? Yeah. Or is there certain language to use? Or yeah, yeah. I would just like love to know because I, as someone who I want to be aware and I want to be... Um, just supportive but I also don't want to be invasive and like I think especially in the beginning of getting to know someone you want to ask vulnerable questions and you want to be vulnerable yourself yeah but then there's also things that might be hard topics and Mm -hmm. so I just I don't know I still don't think I know how to approach the hard topic this hard topic yeah Nick do you have any immediate response I mean I think it I guess I would say that it's okay to ask when it feels okay to ask you know because sometimes it comes across like just the tone is just maybe like an accusatory tone or something you should ask when you know you like you're interested in dating the person so maybe on the first date if you like really hit it off and you're like i am really interested in dating this person so don't ask if you're not sure you want to date the person really well that's my I guess it, I think maybe I'm just having a hard time answering this question because like I was saying before, maybe I don't fully like have a great answer form for this question. Yeah. Right? But you disagree with what I just said. I think it's, I think it's okay to ask, right? Like if some, I think, I think it's, it's like fine, the normal curious thing to do. It's people like, ask I don't drink but it's like, how do they ask? Are they saying like, why don't you drink? Like yeah. in the, that's the, that's the full sentence. And so why there's don't no you drink? sort of padding to it or no. it's just, why don't you drink? Like it. So yeah. So why don't you drink? Yeah. 
See, I don't know. Yeah, that's I think you're polite. All the time. You're very yeah. polite. Maybe I'm just being overly sensitive about like for like I don't know because I would never right just be you. like, why don't you drink? Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's overly anything. I think that that yeah, that's that actually right just you. happened to me because I was at like a like a work event and the guy next to me doesn't really know me that well and I was the only person who didn't order like cocktails or had mm-hmm. wine at the thing and then he turned to me and was like, oh, so why don't you drink? And I was like, ugh, that's like a long story, you know? Like, how much time do you have? So the guy next to me (laughs) kind of picked up on it, and he was kind of like, oh, like, you know, I get it. You probably had, like, a problem with alcohol or something like that. But didn't he didn't say that, but he was just kind of like, his body language was like that. The other guy was just kind of clueless. Was he kind of protecting you, the other guy? Like, kind of standing in the way? I mean, it, it was just when I said, oh, that's a long story, meaning, like, oh, you probably had, like, a rough go with, like, alcohol or something. You know, mm. and so I just told him like, yeah, I had a problem with alcohol and I had to stop drinking it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. Like, I feel like and I wonder as in, in certain situations at work, I remember talking to somebody and they were like, you know, when I don't drink, people just assume I'm pregnant, like that. I'm That's not true. drinking. Yeah. Pregnant. And I sometimes I think of that, too. Like if I decide not to drink at like a work thing because I just don't want to drink. Yeah. If people are going to make these assumptions like, oh, maybe she's pregnant or they, like I, and yeah. I just think it's like so interesting because. That is the thing that I start to think people are thinking about me in situations where I don't drink. I'm like, well, I'm not, but yeah, but it is this second, second. It's this assumption that happens, yeah. for women mm-hmm. when they decide not to drink. It's true yeah. that you're yeah. having a, a baby age. that yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know. I've never thought that, but maybe it's it's because I I'm thinking my is like they all think I'm this alcoholic addict, which is true. <laughs> Yeah. I'm always like they think you're knocked up. <laughs> you don't you know have what? A drink. Like I get from people is that now that I've gone vegan too, they just think I'm super Very healthy, healthy. Very and so like you don't drink because you're healthy. Because yeah, yeah, like I am. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's true. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's fine. Uh, yeah, it is a weird thing. Like when you get in your head and you're like, "What does this th- person think of me?" and stuff like that, and that's when the shame comes in. Yeah. You know? And it's less shameful if the person thinks I'm healthy versus like right. thinking I had a problem with alcohol. You know what I mean? Because like the whole way that alcoholism is presented is like my problem, you know, and right. I couldn't handle it. Right, you know? right, right. As opposed to it just being a, it's an, a literal it's, poison. It's literally <laughs> poison. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that brings up like, you know, the whole thing we're talking about. It's like you have to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. Doing that, it's much easier to just say to the that person has got a problem, you know? Right. Because then, yeah, then you're like, well, should I be doing this? Should I be in, imbibing poison every day? Should I, you know, is this okay? You know, people make it really personal. That's the other thing. I don't know if you've experienced that when we tell people we don't drink. A lot of it's like immediately turns to their they just start talking about how much they drink and it's okay that they drink that much. And it's like, we, it's not, this is not about you and I'm not talking about your drinking. Like, you know, it just becomes about that immediately. And I think people also don't know how to handle situations where there's like a dynamic where some people are drinking and some people are not. Yeah. And they think it changes everything so drastically. And I'm not sure if like, I don't know. It, It just, sometimes I feel like when you, if you said something like you're not drinking, you wouldn't get invited to some to an event yeah. sometimes yeah. and that could be true but i almost still think that like 
for me as somebody who likes to host things a lot, I still feel like everybody should get invited. And then they yeah. like make the decision if it's a good environment for them or not. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely dislike the idea of like, oh, well, we wouldn't invite her because she's not drinking. Mm-hmm. Or like, I just, that, that to me just feels unfair and maybe the person can make that choice. Yeah, and we, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the right instinct, yeah, yeah, is to invite, yeah. Just and to invite and then like you are welcome and it's, it's yeah. other, it's their choice of whether it's the right setting. Right, yeah. exactly, yeah. And I think we've answered that question before. And, in, and if they say no a couple times, it doesn't mean you shouldn't invite them the third or the fourth or the fifth time, you know, because yeah, they can have. to know that they're welcome. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Because there's a lot of feelings of otherness and not belonging when you stop drinking, right? Did you feel that way at all? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's okay if you didn't. No, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of if I. Like in the holiday party season, if you're not drinking, are you like. Well, I do feel like there's like there jokes and giggles and things and Mm. I'm like, I'm not on that level. I don't, Uh, I don't know what you guys think is so funny and it's probably not that funny, but like. You're yeah. you're intoxicated, so everything's hilarious. Or like the big thing for me is like cheersing, like oh, which goes on all the wow, time. Yeah. I cheers with like water or whatever it is, but it's also this thing of like it, people will be like, you can't cheers without alcohol. Fuck you know what you. I mean? People say that. So rude. Or I that's like a, that's some weird superstition. There's a superstition that if, you if you cheers, cheers with, with water. water. I've done it so many times. I've actually done the cheers thing, and then I put the glass down without putting it to my lips, and they're like, "This is what's wrong with you. Like it's yeah. such bad luck." <laughs> I don't know. That's just all these cultural, yeah, like, it's, no, 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 no. it's not it's real. It's like all cultural stuff, but that cultural stuff is real when I mean, you're in there. You but know what I mean? Yeah. And I just say, screw you. If someone says that to me, I will fight them. I'm just like, you're going to have some fucked up luck, buddy, because I just <laughs> fucked up your cheers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want someone to say that to me because I will. Uh, you just want to start them a fight. Down. But yeah. I'm cool with it. Like, and nobody's, I mean, that's rare. It's like now that I'm open about it and people know I don't drink, like that ha- does not yeah, happen yeah. anymore. You know, yeah. it was when I was being hidden about it. Right. You know, because it's like they know I drink sometimes, I don't drink sometimes. Like, what's going on? You know, I think that just being open about it just helped, you know, with everything. Mm-hmm. So, do you think you'll ever. Do you think you'll make it a regular thing, like taking time off from it? Or you just don't drink I, enough now to... I, my drinking now is very, like, sporadic. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I want sure, I'll have a glass of wine. Or, yeah. But I could totally see myself doing, like, let's do six months. or Because yeah. I think of them as, like, these mini challenges of oh, cool. just sort of, like, you don't have to do this. Like, to me, it's more about willpower. Uh-huh. Or, like, if maybe I'm training for something, like, so if I decide I want to run another marathon for some crazy reason, like then maybe I could see like, okay, this summer leading up to it, I won't have a drink. Like I'll just see if I can be the fittest and the most focused and just not have that as a distraction. So I can totally see myself doing it because I think of it as like challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I'm also open to like having those challenges be like longer. Yeah. Stretches of time. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends who like have done, I knew a girl who was like, I just don't want to drink anymore. And I think she's, she's gone on like many years without drinking. And mm. like, I don't know what the reasonings right. behind it were, but she yeah. just stopped. And I, I always thought it was cool. I was yeah. like, I, but I'm, I'm also just like, I think like people who like decide things for themselves and then stick to them. I just always think that that's cool that's no matter it. what it is. Like yeah. you just decide this is what's best for you. And like the best thing I can do is just be supportive. If it's like a positive thing, then there's no reason to like make anybody feel bad about it or yeah. 
I don't know. It's just, I think more people should be just open to just, you know, not drinking. Yeah. So we're curious or making changes that are good for you. Totally. Well, when you drink now, do you, do you kind of recognize why you want to have a drink when you have a drink now? Most of the time it's just a social thing, like a one glass of wine at dinner or something like that. Right. But I cannot remember the last time I was hungover. Yeah. I, I just don't do that. That's cool. I don't do it. I don't like it. No, I, it's I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. I, can, I just You're can't like get. It. I can't get on board anymore. Um, I don't like waking up and feeling bad, and I don't like having my whole day the next day be like destroyed. I just will feel so bad about myself. I'm like, I just don't like it. Yeah, it's, I really like what you said about just making healthy choices and supporting people who want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what life is all about, right? It's like taking care of yourself and taking care of your body. Yeah, and supporting other people. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I wish more people were like you. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> right. I, so yeah. I. I don't know. I I just, for me, I'm like, I think I probably have more of a problem with sugar. than Because mm, like, yeah. I'll have like all the pieces of cake and I don't need the alcohol. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that happened for me when I stopped drinking. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. just like, ooh, pie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember a family member who doesn't, you know, is also in recovery in my family when I would order dessert and stuff or no, I no, it was the opposite when I was in active addiction and I was like, I don't need dessert. I don't want it. They were like, yeah, when I was drinking, I didn't crave sugar either because alcohol is sugar. And I was oh, like, wow. eh, okay. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. And now I have dessert. Yeah. yeah. Dessert's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks Nicole. This was super fun talking to you. And also just getting an alternative viewpoint yeah, on alcohol. Totally. And about the sober curious thing. Because I don't know, a lot of times it's just not my experience with it. A lot of times I was just like, I can't drink. I miss it. Why can't I be like everyone else who's able to drink, you know? And to talk to people like you who are just like, you know what? Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's refreshing. It it takes the power away from it and being like, it's totally changed my mind about it. Being like, you know what? I see this thing in a whole different light and it doesn't have that same attraction. Right. Anymore, I think, you know, I secretly think, or I think out loud that more people are take it or leave it than you'd expect. Mm. And they just, it's a social pressure or it's, I don't want to be left out or, yeah. you know, yeah. a combination of that, that they continue to drink. Yeah. But I, I do believe that there's there are more people out there that if it was more accepted and less of this like taboo thing of turn going arriving to a social situation and not drinking, yeah, there just needs to be more places, especially at night, that yeah. aren't about drinking. Like I'm like, why isn't there like a kombucha bar or like some kind of like 24 hour tea shop? Or yeah, yeah, like, that would be sure. awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Like I just because you always just think of like okay when the sun goes down and you need an activity if you've already eaten dinner. What do you yeah. do? You go to a yeah, bar. I know. Sure. Yeah. And I, I I, really want some entrepreneur to come up with like some place where we can hang out and drinking isn't on the table. It, there's activities and things. And yeah. It's not about drinking. It's about hanging out and there's no social pressure about it. If there were more activities that didn't have this like shadow of alcohol. Yeah, totally. I think We'd all be better off. Absolutely. <laughs> We'd all have more money in our pockets. <laughs> yeah. I forget about that because clearly it's expensive. the money yeah. is spent in other ways now. But yeah, it's it's really expensive. But that was awesome. Thank you. Thanks.
So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. You can find us on social media at, at SoberCo Podcast. Our website is SoberCompanyPodcast.com. And our music, as always, is by the lovely John Tessier, courtesy of Said So Sound. We'll see you next week. You're going to edit all this out, right? We'll see. (laughs)